Alright, so uh, Genesis chapter 7 is where we're at. Uh, we talked last week. Uh, how many animals were on the ark? Not num- total number, but uh, how were they put on the ark? Two by two. Two by two. And then we had some sevens, right? Uh, we had the clean versus the unclean. Um, how many people were on the ark? Eight. Eight. And then uh, food. What kind of food did they have on there? Spam's probably about to... <laughs> Spam's about the only thing that would make it through a flood. <laughs> what? What kind of lighting they had? Uh, they had floodlights. You know, I, what was it? What was that one that um, Gary used to say all the time? Oh, who... Who was the first financial guy in the in the Bible? Noah. Why everybody else was liquidate, liquidated and he was floating the stock. Uh. <laughs> 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 he had a monopoly on that side. Been where the hedge <laughs> yeah, is that your hedge funds? I like that. I like that name. It's cute. <laughs> All right. So where we're at now, um, chapter seven. Uh, we're going to start in verse 4 here. Um, just, what's that? <laughs> well, those are for you to work on, you know, earlier. That's why they were in here. You can take those home or work on them as we go if you want. <laughs> during church. Yeah. Don't do it during my lesson, but while Barry's preaching, that's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tell them you were doing homework, right? Um, Genesis chapter 7, uh, verses 4 through 9. It's just basically the entrance. Um, Noah does what God's, God commands. It says in verse 4, uh, For yet seven days, this is God, and he says, And I will cause it to rain upon the earth. Forty days, forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off of the face of the earth. So you have God's, God telling Noah that I'm going to wipe the earth over and over and over we hear that God is going to wipe the earth. So Noah does according to all that the Lord commanded him, verse 5, which just speaks to uh, you know how sincere we should be. When God gives us a commandment, when God says, do this or do that, or prepare for this or hope for that, then bank on it. You know, it's, it's coming. Um, 600 years old. Could you imagine... 600. 600, you know? And it's one of those things that you never know when God's going to call you to serve. And it never really ends, you know? Now, you hear a lot of pastors and whatnot, they retire from pastoring and whatnot. But typically what happens is their ministry just shifts to some. I mean, you take Brother Butch. I mean, he pastored for years, and then he evangelized for a while, and he stepped down from a lot of that. What has he done? Now he's moved into a you know mentoring type teaching position. Um, you know, I, my dad pastored for a long time, and now he's you know moved into singing music. You know, and, and so you have no idea what God's going to do. God's never finished. He always has something for you to do. And I, I'm, I'm sure I've shared it before. 
Um, but we had an old Jewish man at our church named um, Phil. What was Phil's last, last name? Well, he was an old Jewish guy, and his whole family had turned against him. I mean, the guy could barely walk. He could, now he could talk. You know, he liked to talk. His <laughs> ministry, he stood at the back door and shook everyone's hand when they walked in. Mm-hmm. You know, good morning, just a happy face, and, you know, that was his ministry. Um, a lot of people have ministries that change or whatnot. You know, you don't. a lot of people don't know what goes into just opening up the building, mm-hmm. closing the building down, you know keeping the lot clean and that kind of stuff so um you just always need to be open because you know here's noah at five six hundred years old and god says hey uh, i need you to build this boat <laughs> right so all right as you go down through there it's just uh, it talks there noah went in verse seven uh, and his sons and his wife his son's wives it just talks about them live you know the, the clean beasts and the beasts are not all the creepy thing. It's, it's interesting to me how you have beasts and then everything else is creepy things. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just creepy things. You got beasts, fowls, and creepy things. That, that's the, the three animals that were on the earth at the time. Um, so verse 10 is when the floods came. And it come to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Now, um... It started the same day, verses 12 and 13. It wasn't like Noah went in and hung out on the, the decks of the ark for a while and, and whatnot. It basically, it seems like as soon as God shut the door. Uh, someone read 12 and 13 for us. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And the self same day entered Noah, Sham, Ham, and Japheth, Japheth. the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. So there you have, you know, it rained, it rained 40 days, and it, it started. So, you know, and that, I, I like to see that because we wrestle with the things that God calls us to do sometimes. I, I don't know how much you guys do, but it was something, you know, when I was feeling the call to preach, that was something. That I wrestled in, I procrastinated against for quite some time. I, you know, my, you guys know my family. It's pretty much every guy in my family preaches at some point, you know. And I thought, well, that's just a family pressure. Not that they were pressuring me, but in expectation. So, you know, that's that's how I began teaching Sunday school. It was an opportunity opened up, and I thought, well, that'd fix that, you know. <laughs> that made things worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was something that I, you know, that I procrastinated against for a long time. And, you know, you take Moa's, situ- Moa, Noah's situation. It started the day he went in. What if he'd have procrastinated? You know, did, did God wait for <coughs> Noah to finish it? Or did God give Noah a timeline so he'd be done when it started? Mm. You know? But it shows us that God has a timeline. And we talked about this before that. You know, at some point, what he says is going to come to pass. He's just not going to stay around forever and hope people do what he does. And he'll move on, you know. He can move on to other people and, and whatnot. So um, so you have the mountains were covered. Anybody know how high 15 cubics is? Isn't it like 15 inches or something? So, yep, 15, 22 and a half. Give or take. 
Depends on the hand. But yeah. Um, so here's the interesting part. Of course, 21 through 23 talks about how all the flesh died, all the all that breathed life died, all that was on the dry land died, every living substance destroyed upon the ground, the man, the cattle, the creepy things, uh, the fowl. Only Noah and those that were in the ark survived, right? So over and over and over and over, the Bible is very clear that God wiped the earth. And yet, what is a second story of the ark? A local flood. Anybody ever hear that, that argument? So we have, in the Bible, is called the global flood, right? We agree that the entire earth. They actually argue today that the waters did not cover the entire earth. It was just one of the rivers that overflowed and caused this gentle flooding. That's not what scripture continues to say here. What's that? So there's global evidence of flooding even in the um, down in the Andes and yeah. things like that, so. and and there's a lot of sediment, uh, you know, upheaval. There's a lot of things that are in layers of rock that weren't shouldn't be mm-hmm. in that level and of rock, you know. Shells on top of shells on tops of mountains, and you know when you find certain things, you know, a fish on top of a mountain somewhere, you know what I mean. Um, so in this, when you when you're talking about the flood. Just know that you are going to run across people that that believe a local flood. It's a wasn't global, but there again, you have to discount. You have to ignore basically the entire flood account because over and over and over again, God says, "What I'm going to destroy a couple of the things in your backyard." Right? No. And think about this. In order for a mountain, the tallest now, mind you, land looked different than it looks now. Okay, I don't believe it looked like it does now then. I think the flood changed the entire structure of everything. So I know we have super tall mountains now. I don't know how tall the mountains were then. You know, I know um, what's one of the tallest ones now? Mount Everest. Everest. Mount Everest. I don't know how tall Mount Everest was at the time. I don't even know if there was a Mount Everest prior to the flood. Apparently, it was there after the flood, but maybe the flood created. I I have no idea. But whatever it was, whatever the tallest peak was, God did that plus about 23 feet to ensure. Now, have you, when you try to fill something up and there's somewhere for the water to go, can you fill it up? So how can you cover the tallest mountain if it wasn't a global flood? Right. right? At somewhere, sometime, if you, you, know, you try to fill up a bottle and you poke a big giant hole in the bottom of that, bottom of that it will never fill up until you fill the room up, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it had to, had to be, biblically speaking, outside of evidence. Now, I, I, I truly believe, just like Jim was saying, I think there's enough scientific evidence mm-hmm. that proves something of the sort of a, of a global flood biblically as a christian you hear believers say they don't that, that it's just a story now mind you just like creation my argument continues throughout history 
there is typically a flood type story. Now it doesn't match up to ours exactly, but a lot of societies or um, civilizations have some sort of either a flood story or some sort of global catastrophe type something. Well, that would make sense if God wiped the earth and started fresh and Noah was the first guy to start the story, not the story, but, you know, to pass on the flood. So they say we borrow from them, and yet my argument continues to be, no, they borrow from the truth. Because some of them should be the same if they were all around for that. The only one that stayed consistent is the biblical version of it. So just like the story of creation, now the story of the flood, it's, you know, they say, well, it can't be true because there are so many different variations. Well, that just means that something about the story is true. I mean, now we just got to figure out whose is the point of origin. I, I mean, God's is, <laughs> you know, I'll take God's. Go ahead. What would the, the purpose of the rainbow be if you didn't believe in the, if you believed in the local flood? Uh, it, well, it's a light. Just something that happened? Like the To that, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what that what that would be. Go ahead, Jim. I said the easiest thing, and people talk about all the various stories, taking a family to an amusement park and then talk, take another family to the same day and have each family and each kid tell their version of what happened. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to vary even though they're, well, and in and, and, and this particular situation, you're not even talking about different various viewpoints of the same witnessing account because the, the Egyptians did not witness the flood. So it would have had been... Now think about this. You take the Egyptians who have some sort of global catastrophe. You have over a million Jews or more grow up underneath the Egyptians. And they're giving their account. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that, I mean Joseph, Joseph was the head of... You know, the, the Egyptian, you know what I mean? I, so when you're that, and, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, United States, there's a lot of Christian history within the United States because it's just, it's we're here, it's embedded, it's in every aspect, you know. Of course, now it's a lot of it's trying to get shoved out. But, you know, it becomes a part of your culture. So it makes sense that people kind of, you know, as history progresses, stuff changes i mean we have that problem all the way across the board so i i don't i think of, of a lot of the different arguments the local flood to me makes zero sense go ahead the the atmosphere was different right it was more like a like it didn't ever rain correct so these people have probably never seen rain when it happened yeah. so they one of the reasons they didn't believe it probably but if it, you know, it changed the whole world, it kind of makes me wonder about glaciers. How they say the glaciers form so much stuff, and it—I mean, I don't know. It just—it leaves a lot of room for questions. What I, I the whole idea about the the frozen period of time, I think personally, I think that is their argument to the flood because yeah. glaciers, a frozen land, would do a lot of the same. All that. Would have 
All that water, all that compression of the water would react just like a giant, you know, frozen glacier and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you talk about the canopy and stuff. In order for it to be a local flood, does that mean just that particular area? He changed the canopy so, you know, to where it started to rain. Did it just rain right where Noah's at? But you go 200 miles down the road and the, it's right. rain never happens again? No. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. A lot of that stuff just doesn't make sense i think that opens up a lot more questions than necessary the global flood to me is is solid just 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 the idea that he says all flesh died all flesh can't die that you, i mean because it so you say okay well fine all flesh died because well everyone lived right there where noah was at so they didn't run you know what I mean? It started to rain and water got to your ankle. They just stood there and drowned. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, Noah said it was going to flood. So I guess we'll just, you know, you know, I would have went 100 miles and rode whatever ran my saber-toothed tiger and we'd have taken off somewhere. And it's the same ignorant ones that talk about, you know, 100 million years ago, 100 billion. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I listen to I'm like, then if that's the case, then why isn't our calendar relative to that quantum number? Yeah. Why, why aren't we in, you know... Well, now the calendar's year, changed several different times. Million, you know, I mean, why don't we have numbers going that big? Yeah. I think it's All right. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's, the, that's that. I wanted to throw that out there, that there's a local flood, flood theory as opposed to global. Real quick. God had control of all those animals. And the interesting thing is he had seven of them... And Noah didn't have time to go out to the entire world and collect all those animals. So all of those animals had to come to him in that short period of time. If you believe that those animals came to him, why wouldn't you believe the flood? If you don't believe the flood, then do you believe that? What was the purpose of having the ark? Why not just move it all over to a giant? Well, yeah, and, and later on we get into the ark as a type of Christ. Well, yeah. you can't. it can't be a type of Christ if it wasn't... Everything, you know, all sin wasn't wiped out and the boat was the only salvation, you know. So it talks about it later in the New Testament as it being, you know, that the type of Christ. So that picture is not there on a local flood theory. Mm -hmm. that, that opens, again, that opens that idea that, well, Christ isn't the only way. There is possibly, yeah. and that's what a lot of that holds into. Um, so... Seven, if you, chapter seven, verse twenty-four, all the way through eight, nineteen, is just basically that um, the you know the rains come, the rains stop, the waters receded, the ark rests, um, the land empties. It just kind of goes through all that. So if you want to read through all that, you know that's a really good read. Refresh yourself from childhood. I want to do the numbers. All right, if you want to write all these down. Um, it's really interesting. Just, just across the board, off the top of your head, how many days from Noah hitting the ark to Noah walking off the ark do you think it was? 41. 41? Don't go through them and count them, Jim. That's cheating. <laughs> Six months? Yeah, I think it was longer because that water was still all over the earth. All right. Anybody else? 
It's Jim. Well, it depends on how you break out months of the, how their months were, but just give me a number. Seven plus. Seven, seven plus. months in a week. Seven plus months. Yes, seven months in a week. Anybody else? All right. So let's start. Um, verses seven or chapter seven, eleven through thirteen tells us that it rained for forty days. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, so there's 40 days. Now, it states, now this is, now I got this from a book. Um, it's called How Long Was, it, the book's called A Journey Through the Old Testament. It's an old um, college book from Casey, actually. In it, it's How Long Was Noah on the Ark. So um, then, apparently, there was 110 days that, um, the water was on the earth after it stopped. All right. So the water remained an additional 110 days. Now this, again, you know, we're, this, there's, there's probably some room for error in some of this. All right. Then there was, looks like, another 74 days for the water to decrease. Alright, so it rains 40. Basically, he floated for 110. And then the water starts to, it took 74 days for the water to decrease. Alright, now this was, um, the 110 days is verse 24. 8 chapter 6 says, it was another 40 days for Noah to send out the raven. Alright. Is that too long for you? <laughs> it's like we, after after it quit raining, I'd have been swimming around a little bit. You know what I mean? Wondering where in the heck you were. I mean, you'd be. What? Well, yeah. You wouldn't recognize it anyway. I guess. Yeah. It looked like yeah. water. All right. So that's um, the raven goes out in in verse six of chapter eight. So then we have seven days for the first dove. All right, and then we have seven more for the second. And then we have seven more days for the third. Okay. And I'd say, and I didn't really get into it, but I would say that there's probably some sort of semblance here that's 777 on the doves. If there's not, it is just, <laughs> okay. I think God does stuff. So that is, um, that's chapter 8, verses 10 through 12, talks about the dove time period. Okay. Lastly, or two more we have, um, then there was chapter, let's see, verse 13, 29 days later, Noah removes the covering from the ark. All right. And then, 29 days. It's it's it just counting it up's taking too long, right? <laughs> um, now then the last one, 
Noah waited 57 more days. Well, I say Noah waited, but that's when God opened up the door. So 57 more days. Noah leaves the ark. All right. So if the math is all correct, 371 days. That is based off of the 30-day month calendar. If you base it off of the, the guy said there's a lunar month calendar, that's which are 29 and a half day calendar, that, that's 365 days. All right, so this is a 30 day month. This is a 29 and a half. Well, it's only one one hundredth of how long it took him to build the yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very patient, man. It's a long time to be on a boat with a bunch of stinky animals. Uh, one window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, just remember covering me. I, you know, I don't know, and and I, I didn't really look into that as hard as Dad's already gone. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, as I was going through this. Uh, I saw that because I was writing all that down and I wanted to go back and look into that and then mm -hmm. I didn't. So, what was the question? Uh, the removing of the covering. What was the covering? Um, actually, so uh, that is something that I that is something that I need to look up. So, you know, you have from Noah going in to Noah walking out, you're looking anywhere between 365 to 371 days. Again, we don't know the exact days and time. We don't know how, you know, all that. So, but it was a forever long time. Okay. You, you got a, a long, long period of time that he was, he spent. Again. If you're 600 years old, I mean, maybe it's not that long. <laughs> what's, what's a year when you're already 600 and you just spent 100 years building the boat, right? <laughs> you know? So he may have been like, sweet, like this is an ocean crew. Why are we stopping? This is why it took him 57 days. God said, you know, day one, hey, it's time to leave the boat. And it was like 57 days later. I was like, okay, I guess. Um, but from him entering to him exiting, and, and it's interesting because God told him when to enter. God told him when to exit. Um, you know, basically, you know, we move when God directs, <laughs> and only when God directs. Think about all the ways. If this would have happened, if God would have come down and told any one of us that he's going to wipe the earth and I need you to build a boat. Would we have done all that he commanded? Would we have? What's that? If he made it stronger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in that situation, I, I, I think that there was some supernatural aspect to some of that. I think, first of all, in order for all the animals to arrive, there had right. to have been. And, and, and the knowledge. Listen, it wasn't until, what, 150 years? I don't know who we're talking about. It's like. 100, 150 so years ago before they even started building boats anywhere near this size. You know, so for Noah to have the engineering skills on how to build this boat. Has anybody ever been to the Creation Museum? How about the Ark? I've never been to the Ark either. But the Ark display they have at the Creation Museum, the way that they surmise that he built it with the pins and, the, and all that. 
I mean, having to lift, of course, you know, lift the beams and cut all that wood. You know, he didn't have, uh, you know, yeah, Home Depot. Huh, what's that? No circular saws. No circular, you know, Milwaukee wasn't around yet, yeah. you know. And it was, you couldn't run down to Home Depot to grab some more box of screws, you know. So it's like, well, let's see, I got to build this boat, so I need wood. Well, I got to cut that tree down. Well, now I have to make a saw, mm -hmm. which they didn't have metal. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure how they cut the saw the tree down. So, um, yes, Jim. I was going to say, some of the surmising, and this is, um, like you're saying, they didn't have saws now. They know that the Egyptian pyramids were existing prior to the flood. I mean, whether well, they admit the flood, but they were underwater. They cut those stones yeah. with salt. Correct. They had, they had they, ways to do it. I'm saying men, I believe, were a lot smarter than we give them. And well, they had a lot longer time. So, yes, that's that's my point is, is there was knowledge there that we're not aware of that whether that came from. And I think that came from God because they were men, God, you know, now, I think they took what God gave them and used them incorrectly. But, you know, I think there was a, a something going on there. So, But anyway, you know, to get, listen, to get through the judgment, we have to do it God's way. That's right. And, that, and ultimately, that's what all of this teaches uh, is, you know, I really wanted to get through this part. I only got a couple minutes. So I wanted to talk about the ark as a type of Christ, but um, that's going to be a lot longer talk than than that. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going ahead. Go, we'll go ahead and, and stop it here. We'll pick this back up.